0: Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Cafe, where master business coach Erica Ross Krieger and her special guests teach you how to create true entrepreneurial wealth from the inside out. Grab your favorite podcast beverage and get ready for the Entrepreneur's Cafe. Now here's your host, Erica Ross Krieger. Welcome to the cafe, wealthies. Grab a cup of something yummy, sit back and prepare to be inspired. What I'd like to start off with is an invitation to you. I'm going to be developing a wonderful set of Oracle inspiration cards based on the wisdom I've shared in the Entrepreneur's Cafe. And I'm going to be doing so over the next three to six months here in the year 2022 as I'm recording this. And it is currently the late middle of May. So somewhere through the end of the summer and into fall, I'll be creating this card deck. And if you would like to be part of the beta test group and part of the market research I'm doing, shoot me an email. At tapwitherica at gmail.com, and in the subject line, put sign me up. That way, I'll shoot you an email back and let you know how you can participate and try some of the card deck out as I come up with some ideas in the very beginning of a beta test. As well, to thank you, I'll give you 50% off the next time I do my signature blueprint program, which is Awakening the Sage getting into inspired action. So that will be to thank you. So go ahead and shoot me an email. If you'd like to be part of the beta group, I'm going to take the first five people that respond, reply. And um, if you feel like it in the email, tell me why it is you love the show and what you'd be looking forward to in the card deck. That would be fun. So on that note, I thank you ahead of time for sending me your email. Today, we're going to be talking about that place, that place of waiting, that place as entrepreneurs, many of us are not so comfortable that place in between some call it the messy middle. I actually don't because I don't think it's necessarily messy. I think we just have to kind of get used to that place and understand the richness that's there and relax into it and absorb the nutrients that are there in that waiting place. When we've kind of left a chapter behind, we're about ready to start a new chapter, that place in between and what it requires is a lot of waiting something that personally, I'm not particularly that great at. I continue to work on it. It involves waiting and it involves patience. Both those things I tap on a lot and I work on a lot. And I use a lot of my tools from my mental mindset mastery program to help me with that. What I'm reminded of is a story I wrote in my book, Seven Sacred Attitudes, way back in 2005 and six. And I wrote a story and it was called Waiting for Myself. And I thought I would read that story to you today because it spoke volumes to me when I looked at it today. And I realized that the story itself was wonderful and the questions at the end were really helpful because I currently myself am in one of those spots of waiting or being as I say between selves as I'm starting in on a bunch of new projects and it requires a lot of waiting even the card deck right waiting to get the artwork done waiting to get the right graphics done waiting to hear back from some of the people that are testing it out, waiting to get inspired to write another couple of inspiring thoughts that go onto the cards. A lot of waiting. So I'm going to read you this and sit back and enjoy, and then I'll give you the questions at the end as well. So again, the story is called Waiting for Myself. This was written back in 2005. This morning, I completed some routine paperwork that I wanted to send to my accountant. And I couldn't send it electronically. It had been notarized and I needed to put it in the snail mail. So after I addressed and stamped the envelope, grabbed my keys, locked the front door and headed for my car. I needed to get to the post office. Halfway down the front walk, I stopped. There really was no hurry. The accountant didn't need this stuff right away. Otherwise I would have, sent it overnight. So why was I rushing to the post office? I could certainly put the envelope in our mailbox with the flag up and let the mail carrier pick it up. But for some reason, I was compelled to go to the post office, even though it was 92 bloody hot degrees outside at 11 o'clock in the morning, mind you. And heat aggravates my physical symptoms way more than I'd like to say. So why didn't I wait till it's cooler? I asked myself. As I put my keys into the ignition, I drove down the street, chuckling at the absurdity of this trip. I had better things to do. I had an assistant that could have done it for Pete's sake. I could have waited till a cooler day. For some reason, on I went. I mailed my letter, and then I turned around and headed home. At the intersection around the corner from my house, I glanced in all four directions to check for cars. The roads were clear, and on I drove. But my brain stayed behind. Something had registered in my peripheral vision. In the brief moment that I'd glanced to the left of the intersection, I saw something unusual, something that just wasn't right, something that caused me enough concern to make a U-turn and drive back to the side street that I literally had just passed. As I neared the street, I discovered what I'd seen or rather whom I'd seen. An old man stood on the sidewalk, five feet from the corner. He was at least 100 years old, I thought to myself. He was hunched over, freeze-framed in the hot, hot summer sun, not moving a muscle, staring down at the sidewalk and clutching a small brown paper bag. And the man wore a down-filled winter jacket. A deep part of me knew something was wrong with this picture. Why wasn't he moving? Why was this frail-looking elderly man standing outside without a companion to help him on a day when the sun could absolutely bake a pie on the sidewalk? So I pulled up alongside the man, rolled down the passenger window, and said, are you okay? Do you need help? Without moving from his spot and without turning his head to look at me, he answered, yes, as a matter of fact, if you could give me a lift to my driveway... It sure would be nice. His voice was as calm as bathwater. I leaned over, opened the passenger door, and said, No problem. Come, get in, and I'll take you to your house. He continued to stand there. I wasn't sure what he needed. Would you like some help getting into the car? No, he said, I'll just be a moment. And so I waited. He was silent. My waiting continued for several minutes. I noticed my own discomfort with the silence, and I said, you know, I have a cane in the car. Would you like to use it? I asked. No, thank you, the man said. I just need to wait for my legs to move. I've got a chronic thing with my middle ear. It makes my legs unsteady and slow, and it's usually not this bad, but I'll get there, he told me. For a moment, I was dumbfounded. This man hadn't moved one inch since I'd first noticed him but I actually recognized the reason. He was waiting for the signals to travel from his brain to his feet, and I understood. I had similar challenges in my own body. At that moment, I knew the only thing this man needed from me was to wait, and so I did. I sat with the car door open, the air conditioner on, and I heard myself say to him, take your time, I'm in no rush. And I realized that I was in it for whatever time it took him to move and I found the waiting to be a quiet honor. Delicious, in fact. A couple of minutes passed, and then he made a few quick shuffles to the car. Two or three minutes more, and he grabbed the door to get in. He took a long, deep breath, and he said, may I set this parcel down? He held the small brown paper bag in his outstretched hand. I placed the bag between us and turned up the air conditioner. There! Now, where do you live? Give me the directions and we're off, I said. That house right there, he said, pointing just across the street. I smiled. I put the car in gear and I drove him 50 feet to his home. Let me help you to your front door, I said, as we pulled up. No, thank you, dear. I'll make my own way to the front door. I just need you to wait for me while I wait for myself to get out of the car. And so we sat for a few more air-conditioned minutes. When he was ready, he opened the door. A blast of hot air hit us as he awaited his next impulse to move. And we sat. We waited another minute. Then he lifted one foot out of the car and we waited. My feet, he said, they're like two girls dancing. Neither one can decide who wants to take the lead. He laughed, despite the sweat beating up on his brow, despite the intense heat and the effort of his ordeal. While we waited for his muscles to move again, he pointed to the paper sack and he said, I had to get to the drugstore to get my medicine. Did you walk all that way? I said, I was now in further disbelief than I'd been before. The nearest drugstore had to be at least two miles away. Oh no, dear, he said, I took the bus from the corner, but I left way early today before the sun was too hot. He made a series of quick movements. Oh. I'm out, he said in surprise, now standing beside the car. Will you hand me my bag of medicines? I gave him the brown bag. Are you sure you don't want help up to the front door? Yes, he said, I'm sure. Thank you, dear. You did enough. I waited as he leaned on the hood of the car. I waited for him as he made his way down the walkway to his front door. And as he did, I thought, thank you, sir. Thank you for reminding me to wait for myself. I don't know your name, but my heart knows your heart. May you be well. I pulled away with a sense of amazement. This man was so accepting of his slowness. I bet he would have waited all day on the hot sidewalk for his own pace to begin. I could use his lesson. My own slow pace often frustrated me and waiting in general frustrated me. It wouldn't hurt me at all to practice waiting and waiting for myself and to practice waiting in general with quiet honor. Who knew that a trip to the post office would hold such value? End of story. So let me read you the coaching inquiries that come after this story. And they are three that I'd really like you to consider this week. The first one, where do you wait for yourself? And the second one, what unexpected lessons have you learned when you've given to others? And three, where in your entrepreneurial life and otherwise, do you want to cultivate a sense of patience with yourself? Those are the questions, my friend. And my belief is that waiting place is rich and juicy, and we need to stop and enjoy it and we need to take in all that's there. We need to wait for ourselves. I think it's a good life lesson. I think it's a good entrepreneurial lesson. Sometimes we try to force the next thing when the better move is to just wait. So I leave you with that for this week. And again, I'll remind you, success is in your nature, wealthies, and true wealth starts from the inside out. All the information from today's show will be in the show notes, including a reminder for you to shoot me an email to be part of the group that's going to alpha beta test my card deck and receive a discount on my signature blueprint program, Awakening the Sage. That'll all be in the show notes for you. And Until next week, I invite you to look deeply into what can be cultivated as you wait for yourself. Blessings to you. we will see you next week, wealthies. Take care. Be well. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur's Cafe podcast. If you like the show, please rate, recommend, and review us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts so we can spread the positivity and the love of entrepreneuring from the inside out. Until next time, my friends, listen to your big entrepreneurial heart, follow your passion, take that inspired action and be boldly and brilliantly you. You can get more valuable advice and inspiration from Erica's free Entrepreneur's Toolkit over at ericarosscoach.com forward slash toolkit.